Hey there, Ravens flock. Welcome back to Baltimore Talk, the weekly podcast giving you a recap of every Baltimore Ravens game from now to postseason. I'm your host, Anthony Probst, and I'll be giving you my personal thoughts, opinions, and analysis. This week was the primetime spectacular week five contest between the Baltimore Ravens and Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. And I have to say, this game was absolutely fancy footwork, fancy pass coverage, everything. The game was stylish. Before we get into that, let's start with the injury reports from last week, starting with wide receiver Rashad Bayman, who was out with a foot injury and did not participate in practice all week. So he unfortunately was out of the game last night. The next one is linebacker Josh Bynes. He had a hip injury, did participate all week in practice, and was there last night. Next one being Ben Cleveland, out with a foot injury, didn't practice on Thursday or Friday, so he didn't show out. And after that would be Justice Hill, out with a hamstring, didn't practice all week, so no game. Justin Houston, groin injury, which are no things to joke about, so he did not participate in practice or the game. Both Marcus Peters and Ronnie Stanley were questionable to return last night, which they did. And it was so nice to see Ronnie Stanley finally come back after being out since the 2020 season and him being down with three surgeries. It was absolutely stellar to see him come back, and I'm so glad he's back. But let's get into it first with the opening coin toss, which we did effectively win. We finally, after a few weeks, did end up winning the coin toss, and we, like I've said before, chose to defer, which is always the right decision. You always want to choose to defer in the first half of the game, so that way once the second half starts and once you get into the third quarter, fourth quarter, you can make those changes and make that decision because like Baltimore, unfortunately, hasn't been being a second-half team in previous weeks. We definitely were last night. So let's get into the start of the game with the opening here. On the opening drive for the Cincinnati Bengals, they end up having a touchback, so starting at their own 20-yard line, they end up getting the first down. And Marcus Peters, again, he now back after being questionable, he gets a great stop. And this is absolutely amazing because he was definitely the defensive player of the day last night. He really stepped up and had a lot of good things going for him last night. So, And he gets the very first stop on this drive. And Patrick Queen, once again, doing his thing as, again, being another great Baltimore Ravens defensive player. He gets a stop. Two consecutive stops back-to-back. And then Joe Burrow on the next play throws an incomplete and is forced to punt the ball away. That play was broken up by Calais Campbell. And he, again, those three, Patrick Queen, Marcus Peters, Calais Campbell, those three are the three that you definitely always hear about when it comes to defense. They are the studs and the stars of the Baltimore Ravens defense. And that defense was really having a day last night. I absolutely enjoyed watching that. But now on the first offensive series, Baltimore starting at their own 28. Lamar fakes a handoff and then throws a screen pass to Mark Andrews for seven yards. And when you think Mark Andrews, you think of Lamar Jackson. Those two, honestly, they're a dynamic duo. They really run the Baltimore offense like that. It's it's crazy how they just know what to do and how to get yards and get to the ball. But moving it along here, on the next play... Lamar hands it off straight to J.K. Dobbins, who does get the first down. Absolutely amazing because J.K. Dobbins, he is one of those Baltimore Ravens players that he knows what to do when he gets the ball. He knows how to turn up field, get those yards. And that. And same with the next guy. Again, another stud, Devin DuVernay. Like, we all saw what he did week one 
against the Jets with his 103-yard return. Like, it's those types of things that we love to see. Or not week one. I believe it was week two. I, I'm having bad memory right now. I apologize. But we all know what Devin DuVernay can do. Like, we all know his skill set. And him just him busting the play busting through the line and getting getting these yards like he got a run of 12 and on this play it was crazy because let me paint you a picture here on this one he goes in motion our center snaps the ball and it, he he's still in motion so Lamar's expecting to get the ball and hand it straight to him so he can get yards but no he's moving a little faster than Lamar expects so when the ball is snapped it bounces off Devin DuVernay's arm Lamar starts to panic a little bit so does Devin because he looks he's like oh snap that was me and he scoops up the ball picks it up runs with it and gets a gain of 12 yards like you don't ever see a play getting busted up by a player and then them still scooping and scoring and getting some yards like the, it was, it I it blew my mind to see. It. I was kind of shook, shook for the lack of better word. Now I'm gonna be honest with you because it looked like it was gonna be a fumble, but we were able to recover it and keep it going to not make it a fumble. So it was just so good to see that get fixed on a moment's notice and on the drop of a dime. But on the next play, Lamar rolls back. Passes to DuVernay again. He gets a gain of nine yards. Then J.K. Dobbins, once again, he gets a first down. Really looking at these guys lately. J.K. Dobbins, Devin DuVernay. Lamar's really hitting them in the hands. Really getting them some yards with handoffs. Passes. And the pass game and the run game from Baltimore and even from Joe Burrow and the Cincinnati Bengals. It was on point. Both teams were really... On point with their passes, with their handoffs, and same with their defenses. They were really both sides of the ball, Bengals and Ravens, really knowing how to get things done, really knowing how to make sure it is handed off to the player. It's It was really good that the defense was able to make stops on both sides of the ball for Bengals and Ravens. I absolutely thought it was great. But keeping it rolling here, Lamar, under center, he pitches it to DuVernay, gets a gain of 12 yards, and then Lamar, in trouble, he unfortunately has to ditch it because Cincinnati even said that they were looking to step up and make sure Lamar couldn't get in the pocket. He couldn't stay in the pocket as long as he usually does because most NFL teams have realized, and most people have realized that Lamar, if you sit him in the pocket too long, if you do these things for him way too long, he will take advantage of it. He is an in-the-pocket player. He is an in-the-pocket quarterback. So when you sit down and you analyze these things, Lamar, if you count, he will at least sit in the pocket for a solid four seconds before he either takes it himself and runs with it or before he has to throw it to somebody. And Cincinnati even said that they were not going to give him that time. They not were not going to let him do that. They did not want to let him do that. And I absolutely thought, I, I, I got to be honest, in my opinion, I, it's ingenious. It is a good idea that you recognize his level of skill and his level of commitment to that pocket. So trying to take him out of his element is definitely the way you want to go. It's definitely the thing you want to do to try and cut him down so he is forced to do these things to ditch the ball or to scramble and get a loss of yards so it's definitely good strategy on Cincinnati's part but Lamar ain't like that Lamar is too good for that he knows what to do he knows how to get himself out of trouble so he does get himself out of trouble and unfortunately he does have to ditch it but still he knows how to get himself out of trouble but on this next play second and ten 
for the Bengals. They end up breaking up the play. No yards on this one here. So on a third and 10, Isaiah Likely, he getting a short gain. He did, again, one of those slept on players because he's new. He's a rookie this year. He's a rookie tight end. And Mark Andrews has said multiple times throughout the weeks that Isaiah Likely has the skill set. He knows how to get things done. He knows what to do. So he really is going to be the next face of Baltimore tight ends. Like if Mark or when Mark eventually retires, if Isaiah Likely is still there, he is going to be a force to be reckoned with. Or even if he doesn't stay with Baltimore for long term, he will just he's just a tight end that is going to be reckoned with because of how well he's stepped up and how many times Mark has said that he's worked with him one-on-one and helped him and gotten him to a good standpoint. So it's great to see Isaiah likely get these things. But on the next play, 37-yard field goal attempt, we all know who it is. We all know the man himself, Justin Tucker, his whatever consecutive kick who can keep count at this point because he does it so much when it's under 50 yards this now gives baltimore their first few points on the board making it a three nothing game it's still in the first quarter so it, it, i have to say the the downs the offensive series for baltimore it was good they definitely made moves they definitely marched down that field to get in field goal range I absolutely say it was stellar on their part. But now switching back to the Bengals' next offensive series, they take the kick return and get up to the 30-yard line. But Owe, our defensive guy, he makes a stop and makes them forces them to get a loss of only two yards. But that's big when you make teams not get forward progression and you force them to end up getting a loss of yards and a loss on downs. So that was really good by him to step up and get that stop. Now next play, our defense forces the third and long situation and J. Pierre Paul, the gentleman, he gets a sack on Joe Burrow, forcing a third and out. And he really did his thing last night. He is one of those slept-on defensive players. He's very slept-on. You don't hear his name enough. But he really did spectacular things last night. Like This is just one out of a few that he did. I believe he did three distinct things last night that were absolutely amazing. This is the first one. So it was great to see him get this and force the third now and force the turnover on downs to give Baltimore the ball back. So when Devin DuVernay gets the ball, he returns it, but it didn't really go far. It only got him to about the 15-yard line. So that starts Baltimore back in their own territory at the 15-yard line. But J.K. Dobbins, he gets a hand on it. He gets a handoff, and he gets a gain of 18 yards and the first down. J.K. Dobbins, man, I'm telling you, he absolutely he knows what to do with it when it comes to running the ball. He knows what to do with it when it comes to pa- getting the ball past him. He really knows how to step up and get things done. But on the next play, Lamar, in the pocket, he flushes out to the right and just has to throw the ball away because, again, Cincinnati is just trying not to give him that time, trying not to let him do these things, and... I understand why they don't want to let him do that because, like I said, he really knows how to step up and really knows how to handle himself in the pocket. But, again, on the next play, they put more pressure on Lamar Jackson and his pass is knocked down at the line of scrimmage. And, again, I understand. I understand why. I I can't even say the the words I understand it one more time. I'm going to go crazy because it makes sense. It just makes sense why – teams don't want to give Lamar that time because history serves and it speaks for itself of why he has so many MVP 
uh, why he's the MVP of so many times, of why he's broken so many NFL records already uh, because he knows how to handle himself in the pocket. He knows how to go for the run game. He knows how to go and get to his receiver and throw the ball for a great pass. And you will see how well he can do that, especially later tonight, because on the next play, unfortunately, he is sacked on third and long situation. But th this is where things got lucky in our favor because there was a defensive holding call on that exact same play, which resulted in a Baltimore first down. And you don't want to see your own quarterback get sacked. But this time, instead of it becoming a turnover, it got lucky and we got a defensive holding call on Cincinnati. So they ended up having to flip the script and give us those yards we were fighting for. Lamar then fakes a handoff and then takes it on himself, and he gets a gain of eight yards. But unfortunately, here's where the first mistake on Baltimore happens because Patrick McCarry, the uh, tackle, he ends up getting a holding call, unfortunately, which is forced to push us back a little bit. And Lamar has to fake it and throw it an incomplete screen pass. So that one there, dumped out. And, and, you, hate, and you hate when you have to throw incompletes. You hate when you have to see it because... If you have more time, you know you can get that ball or you know you can get some yards yourself. As you hate to see incomplete passes. But on the next play, though, Lamar, had, uh, he did throw a screen pass to Devin DuVernay. He did, Devin DuVernay did get a gain of five yards on that one. And then on the next, Lamar, he had nothing, almost had it. He, he almost had the ball. He almost was able to get it somewhere, but he couldn't. And he had, th again, throw it away. And this is where the punt unit had to come on the field for the first time for Baltimore and had to throw that ball away. And one, once back on, uh, off on defense here, it is when it really started to pick up a lot because Joe Burrow, he has to draw and slide for their first play on here, which you don't like to see quarterbacks draw and slide. You don't like to see them slide for some yards because that can get you hurt. That can do uh, not irremovable damage, but like that can result in a big injury. And you never want to see big injuries like that, especially on young quarterbacks like this. Like you don't want to see Joe Burrow or Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes or any of these younger quarterbacks taking these serious injuries like that and sliding honestly i i would leave it up to running backs i would leave it up to receivers quarterbacks not so much because that could really result in some bad things here but next he ends up throwing an incomplete now being a third and seven ravens they show a lot of pressure and marcus peters again he steps up and he forces the three and out again he really uh, he stepped up as a defensive player last night. So at that third and out, they were forced to punt the ball, and it was marked at midfield. It was 10 yards better than what Baltimore expected because the where the ball landed was about the 20-ish yard line. But when they marked the ball, because it actually bounced, it actually rolled, it bounced out at midfield. So it actually gave Baltimore uh, a lot better yardage and a lot better field position because they're already at midfield already and they don't even have to try and get there it was given to them perfectly so this was definitely one of those things that was great to see and Devin DuVernay he gets a beautiful pass from Lamar who get and he gets himself a gain of 21 yards and this was a straight shot to Devin DuVernay Lamar threw it straight it hits Devin DuVernay right in the hands and he just turns up and gets those 21 yards and it was so nice to see him do that and then uh, Lamar throws the Demarcus Robinson. He gets a gain of eight on that one. 
And, and Demarcus Robinson also slept on, not getting a lot of recognition this week. He really showed out on this play here. And J.K. Dobbins, he gets a gain of nothing, unfortunately, because he is stopped just at the line. And this is how you end the very first quarter of the Baltimore game, week five. And it was nice because Baltimore's defense in the first quarter really did great things. He, They really did what they're supposed to do on a defensive series. They showed that they can be a great defensive team and not let people run all over them. They Because if you saw second half week two, you saw second half of last week in week four, teams were running them down and their defense was not making plays like they should have been. But this Lamar and both both Lamar, John Harbaugh, everybody even said that this week they sat in film. They watched where they made mistakes and they corrected it. They did what they had to do. And this definitely proved that they definitely stepped up and definitely showed where things, where mistakes were made and fixed them accordingly. And, and I just have to say all my overall thoughts for the first quarter Great defensive sessions, great def- defensive series. Did we get the points that we should have on offense? No. Do I understand why? Yes, because it's the same thing with Cincinnati. They were having great defensive series too. They were also making stops. They were also getting things done. So I have to give my hand to the Cincinnati Bengals defense as well because of how well their defense was doing. But Baltimore's, they were just a cut above the rest. They were really stepping up, really getting their thing done, and it was just beautiful. But once we get into the start of the second quarter here, Devin DuVernay, he gets the first down, no hesitation. Mike Davis, he takes a handoff, gains a couple yards. Lamar Jackson, he is forced to get rid of it on the next play there. It was dumped out. But Mark Andrews, the greatest tight end in Baltimore Ravens history, he gets the first down, uh, not first down, he gets the first touchdown, thank you, he gets the first touchdown for Baltimore, and it was absolutely amazing because he is Lamar's guy. He is the uh, – if Lamar's lieutenant, he's right, he's right underneath because these two are just a dynamic duo. You think of Lamar Jackson as a quarterback, you think of Mark Andrews as a tight end, and vice versa. You think that when both are on the field together that something's going to happen, that it's just – out of this world. I absolutely think that their chemistry, their teamwork is better than any I've ever seen. Maybe I'd have to say it's just as good as Tom Brady and um can't think of his name off the top of my head. Go ahead, flame me. That's fine. I'm not a huge Tom Brady fan anyway. But is, this is a Baltimore, this is Baltimore talk. We're Baltimore fans out here. So Lamar and Mark Andrews, their chemistry, their teamwork is absolutely a cut above the rest. And that is why they were able to get this touchdown here. Justin Tucker gets the field goal, pushing it now to 10 zip for Baltimore being up there. And once the Bengals get the ball back, they return it and start it at their own 25-yard line. Chuck Clark, another defensive stud for Baltimore. He gets a great stop. Josh Bynes, he gets a sack on Joe Burrow. And has and forces a loss of seven. It was so nice to see Josh Bynes do this because with him uh, being questionable and not being too into the game and not involved in practice week, he really got a great play. Like this is a great play. This is now tying up the sacks. So it's one sack for Baltimore on Joe Burrow and one sack on Lamar Jackson for the Bengals. So. 
It was just a great play all around. But Pepe Williams, he gets a great stop. Cincinnati is forced to another third and out and has to turn over on downs. And Lamar gets it, uh, gets back on the ball, gets it himself. And on this first play, he takes it himself. He picks up 12 yards. And then Kenyon Drake, a man, absolute starlet that he is. He gets a great uh, gain of 17 yards, gets a hand off Lamar. And he gets a gain of 17 yards. And then set right after, next play, he gets a gain of another two yards. So in two plays, he gains 19 yards moving this ball. And you can't even comprehend the level of skill that this man has. And he's, again, slept on. Because when you think of receivers from Lamar, you think of Mark Andrews, J.K. Dobbins, Devin DuVernay, Rashad Bateman, Kenyon Drake, Isaiah Likely. They are the next level. They are players that have these skills, the motivation, and the thing, the means to get it done. And he was really getting it done. But unfortunately, as it happens with Lamar, and I don't know if it happens every week. I don't want to say it happens every week, but it's starting. But the, the demon crept up, and he unfortunately overthrew his receiver, and it ended up resulting in an interception on his part. And when you watch, and you saw this game last night, you saw what happened. He was not having it. He was not happy about it, man. Honestly, he beat himself up. You could see it in his face. He was very upset about this game and when he did that. But it will change. Things will get better afterwards because but because it, it just does. I almost lost my train of thought, but we're back now. <laughs> but once Bengals get back on their offensive series, they end up getting a gain of nine yards for the first play. And then the second one, they get the first down. And this is where they then proceed to take their first time out of the first half using their first 30 second timeout. They go from there. And once they come back, they get a first down. It's almost a flag, but Baltimore takes a timeout because so th this is what was weird and how they reverse call this. Baltimore is throwing up the timeout sign. And at the same time, the referee threw the flag because of 12 men on the field situation on Baltimore, which was very bad. But somehow we got lucky enough to get that timeout called before the penalty flag could be thrown. So it, they, in result, it was a penalty decline because we had called a timeout beforehand. And and I honestly have to say that one was pure luck right there. But uh, once that ball came back and once the game was back started, the Bengals did get a flag, a penalty flag thrown because they had an illegal man downfield giving themselves yards back. But unfortunately, they were able to get the first down and it was a big gain. It was a lot of yards and you never want to see that. And once they come back, they get a second and short situation. They are stopped second and short. And you never want to see these types of plays because when it's third and short, second and short, that, yeah, you can get. But once it gets closer, once it gets fourth and inches or it's fourth and short, you have to make that decision of what do I do now? Where do I go? Do I take the chance? Do I just punt the ball away? But it's only second and short. So they were able to uh, stop here. Joe Burrow, he then takes it himself for the first down. And the former Raven himself, Hayden Hurts, he gets the Bengals' first touchdown of the day. He gets those points for 
Cincinnati and him being a former Raven from only a couple years ago, too. I remember watching Hayden Hurts as a Baltimore Raven himself. And he really, he's bounced around from a few teams since. And he really knows how to play uh, uh, at m Bank Stadium. He knows how to run this ball. He knows how to get yardage. And he really did it. He really did it for Cincinnati last night because he was their favorite target. And this now being only, a, again, back to a three-point game, being back in a field goal situation is where things start to get bad because we've seen it week two, week four, you're leading by X amount of points, but then once it hits a certain time, something happens and you're forced to uh, something, you're forced to flip a switch. And this one almost got flipped on Baltimore, but we were able to hold out for a decent while. But again, back on offense, Lamar throws a nice screen pass to Devin DuVernay for a gain of nine yards. J.K. Dobbins then gets a first down. Lamar, deep in the pocket, he shakes a sack and was able to throw it to his man to get a first down. But there was an illegal shift flag on the play resulting in that those numbers getting called back. And like I said, in the first quarter, Cincinnati did not want to give Lamar Jackson time in the pocket. They wanted to keep him away from it and keep him out of it so he didn't do what he does best. And they really put the pressure on him, and they forced him out of the pocket on this next play here. But he was able to complete a pass to Wallace at the two-minute warning before the end of the half. And unfortunately, it didn't go far because Baltimore is forced to punt the ball away, making it... uh, Still only a three-score game, No, not getting any points on that series there. But Jay Pierre-Paul, he knocks down a pass on the Bengals' next drive. He, again, he is slept on as a player because he stepped up. I don't even know how to put it, even formulate it in words. He really did what Baltimore defense is about. Joe Burrow threw the pass. He got his hands up. He got a hand on it. He swatted the ball down. He kept it from getting to the intended receiver and kept it from going any further. And it was nice to see. And then even on the second, on the next play right after, he did it again. He did it back-to-back, consecutive knockdowns, consecutive swats, not letting them get those yards. So it, it was just great that he really knows what Baltimore defense really is about. And when they say defense wins championships – They're not wrong. Defense wins championships. And this Baltimore defense last night really stepped up. I don't know if it's because they were tired of getting the at-home losses. Because if they lost, that would have been their sixth consecutive at-home loss. And because they were at five after last week, but this week they really proved that now we're done at five. Six is not an option. This is not in the cards. So they really definitely stepped up and unfortunately the Bengals were able to get the first down uh on the on that next play and then on the second play second and two get a first down again they were able to convert multiple first downs with only 23 seconds left in the uh in the half it it was really starting to worry me a little bit because we all know how Baltimore can get at the Halftime, if they're up, things can get dangerous. Things can flip once you get into the second half. 
And luckily, because they chose to defer and get the ball at the start of the second half, things do end up staying in their favor. But we all know it can drop, flip on the script. It can flip on the drop of a dime because we saw it in week two, leading by 30-something points, 31 points, and they end up losing at the end of the day. Or even last week, leading by uh, 17 points, and then somehow script gets flipped after halftime and... It's because the defense was giving up yards, giving up runs, giving up passes. But this definitely did not happen last night. This definitely was Baltimore Ravens defense. But keeping it going with the action, Thomas for the Bengals almost gets it. But Marcus Peters, he gets the stop. He really stepped up. He was the MVP on defense last night. I, I have to come out and say and keeping it going, honestly, uh, Marcus Peters, he really knows how to step up as a defensive player. He really was doing it well last night. And now, next play, Marlon Humphrey, who had been quiet the first quarter, he didn't really get his name out there. As he usually does, he gets things done. And he ends up getting a chop block on Hayden Hurst and forces them to a second and 10 situation. And it was really good to see Marlon Humphrey actually do something because he had been quiet the first half. You heard Marcus Peters. You heard Owe. You heard Patrick Queen. Marlon Humphrey wasn't really in the conversation or in the loop for this one here. It was absolutely beautiful to see him get this block and get this stop on that drive. And Baltimore does take their second time out of the first half. But once they are back... Joe Burrow has to throw it away on third and seven. It's absolutely great to see this stop get done and force him out of the game, force him out of getting more points. But they were within range and ended up tying it up with a field goal at 10-10 to go into the start of the second half. And that's how they ended the first half at a tie at 10-10. And like I said, we know how Baltimore is in the second half. We know what they can do. We've seen it happen last week. We're up by so much, and second half comes around. We can't execute. We can't get things done. But this game, it changed. It flipped. Like I said, like John Harbaugh, Lamar Jackson, and everybody else said, film was their key factor. What they paid attention to the most this week leading up to this game of where they did things wrong, where things had to be changed, and it just showed. I personally think that, yes, going into the second half, it was what needed to be worked at was their second half execution on defense of making plays, getting things done, and I I, I personally think that the defense really stepped up in the second half. Granted, there were some things that do eventually come to light, which I will speak on in a few minutes, but just my overall thoughts of the first half. It was a great half. Watching them play a zone uh, defense was a little weird. Watching like You don't see Baltimore doing that and playing zone like that on their games, so... It was and it was a not I don't want to say a nice change of pace, but it was definitely contributed to their factor and their overall victory because they were able to analyze certain things. They were able to stay within their range, stay within their reach, and make sure things didn't go beyond a certain amount of yards. Make sure that they didn't give up so many yards, like didn't give up 40-yard passes or 50-yard runs. They actually were able to hold it down overall. But keeping it going with my thoughts, I they definitely had uh, 
great stops. Marcus Peters, like I said, he really stepped up as a defensive player. He made things get done. He got stops. He got to the ball. He got a great play uh, on out in the second quarter. He got it done. He was able to get the sack. He did it all, man. Like He definitely was the MVP of Baltimore defense last night. And I do know on the offensive side, Lamar was not happy going and getting that interception. You could tell on his face that he was upset. He did not enjoy that. And no quarterback ever enjoys throwing an interception. They never want to uh, make those mistakes. And Lamar, you could see, again, you could see it. He was upset, but he took that and said, you know what? I'm not going to make that mistake again. I'm not going to do that again. And he de- he didn't. He showed why. He knows how to learn from his mistakes and knows how to readjust to his game. It's why he got MVP last month. It's why he's broken so many NFL records. It's why he's always in the talks and the conversation of best NFL quarterbacks to come out within the last 10 years and in NFL history, period. Because, like, you have Josh Allen with the Bills. You have Joe Burrow with the Bengals. Uh, Patrick Mahomes with Kansas City, Jared Goff with Detroit. You see these quarterbacks, what they can do. You see their skill set. But Lamar is one of those quarterbacks. He has stepped up. He shows why he knows how to get the game and knows how to play the game because he knows how to sit in the pocket, knows how to sit, wait, analyze, look for his receivers, find out everything before that ball even leaves his hands or in push comes to shove how to run the ball because and watching an interview a pregame interview that they had one of the reporters that was reporting a game uh on NBC Sports she sat down with Lamar and they even showed a clip of him in high school and he wasn't a quarterback back then he was a running back he was run the ball and he knew how to stylize he knows how to run the ball and so many people ask him, why aren't you just a running back? Why are you a quarterback? And he's told multiple people, yes, I know how to run the ball, but his strength is in his arm. He knows how to be a quarterback. And it just shows that he has multiple skill sets. He knows how to play both sides of getting the ball as a running back and where to go and when to throw the ball or how to take things or pitch it, toss it, shovel pass to his receivers as a quarterback. So Lamar just really did his thing. And again, that uh, interception he threw, in his mind, I messed up. I shouldn't have done that. That was a bad call on me. So he really showed that it was what pushed him and made his motivation further to solidify this game. But that, with all that being said, let's get into it once again. We're back at it on Baltimore Talk in quarter three. Tied up 10-10 starting this last half of the game. And again, second half Baltimore, as my friend tried to tell me last week, not really a good thing, but last night it was a great thing because once we got the ball and kicked it, got the kick, kick return, we start at our own 40-yard line. Because we were able to just, it went out of bounds. It went right out of bounds at our own 40-yard line. So instead of getting a touchback and starting at the 20, we get an extra 20 yards on top of that. We're at the 40-yard line, almost at midfield. So on the very first play, Lamar shakes a sack, 
doesn't let them get that again, and he has to throw it away, unfortunately, but it's better than getting a sack and getting a loss of yards. J.K. Dobbins almost goes down and gains 11 yards. Uh, he, so I'll paint you this picture. Lamar throws it. He's hit, gets pushed back three yards, and then ends up shaking off the defensive man and ends up running the ball, gets those three yards back, plus more to make it a gain of 11 yards. And he get, it was just, it was stellar. It was absolutely crazy. On the next play, he unfortunately is stopped at the line, but it, it was, it was just a great play overall. And unfortunately, and then a unfortunate but humongous, very long pass to, uh, or not to from Lamar uh, that resulted incomplete. But it, this pass was like thirty-five, almost forty-yard pass to almost get a touchdown, but it, unfortunately, there was too much of good defensive coverage by Cincinnati, and Lamar also overthrew his man. On the next play, though, Mark Andrews, once again, the dynamic duo, Lamar and Mark. Lamar, Mark ends up getting a gain of eight yards on that play there. Next one, unfortunately, Lamar misses his man Wallen. As Mark fakes the snap uh, with this play. So Lamar could try and get it, but he ended up missing his man there. And that resulted in on a turnover on downs. That put Baltimore back on the defensive series. And the very first play of their next defensive series, Joe Burrow throws the ball to his intended receiver, who is being covered. And then Patrick Queen, like, like a light, comes out of nowhere and gets a stellar and beautiful pick six on this team. He got his hands up. He got in the in between uh Joe Burrow and the receiver and got his hands up, caught the ball and put Baltimore back on the attack, put them back on the offensive side. And again, Patrick Queen, Marcus Peters, they are Calais Campbell. I have to say those three are the big wigs of Baltimore defense because they know how to make stops, get to the ball, make great plays, and this was one of those. Uh, and that was the only pick six of the game last night. Yes, Lamar threw an interception, but this was the only pick six, and it came from Baltimore because they really, again, stepped up their defensive series, stepped up their game when it comes to defense. And once we're back on uh, offense, Lamar ends up throwing an incomplete to Devin Duvernay, no biggie, because he gets the handoff himself on the next play, gains five yards. Then following that, uh, Kenyon Drake, he only gains a yard, but it was off a nice swing pass from Lamar. And like I said, Kenyon Drake, he's not in the conversation as much as he should be, like Mark and Rashad and Devin and J.K. Dobbins. Those are the ones that are always in have been in the conversations lately. But Kenyon Drake, Isaiah Likely, they're stepping up. They're getting yards. They're making plays. They're converting downs. These guys are absolutely amazing. Like, I don't even know how to say it and put it into words. Like, they're really stepping up as players and, like, not getting the recognition they should. And I think they should get more recognition because of how well they've been doing. And especially Kenyon Drake, on in this game alone, he got – a decent amount of yards. He really stepped up as a player. He just proved why he knows how to play the game of football and how Baltimore offense is. But keeping it going, 
After that, Justin Tucker attempts a 58-yard field goal. And we know once Justin Tucker, his range uh, up to 50 yards, no hesitation. Once you get outside of 50 yards, it can get a little shaky. But as we saw last year, that 66-yard field goal against Detroit, we know he has the skills to step up when push comes to shove. And being in his own home turf, you know he's not going to shake off any... uh, What's it called? Not shake off any nerves. He's not going to have any nerves because he's so confident. And everybody is so confident in his skills and abilities. And he did this. He was able to step up. And he got this 58-yard field goal and took the lead back for Baltimore. Now putting it at 13-10 for the Ravens being up. And again, just because we're in the second half and we're up, things can change as it has. But... Now going from there, a touchback from uh, Justin Tucker starts the Bengals at their own 20-yard line. Then Coakland on us, uh, he gets a stop after only after five yards. He was able to stop the Bengals from a gain and only gave them five yards. Then uh, Washington also gets a stop after gets stopped after a yard from Cincinnati. He gets dropped after only a yard of gains. And William, uh, Marks Williams out with a wrist injury. He got hurt, and he did not return for Baltimore last night. And unfortunately, because Marks Williams, he's a great player, and you don't want to see him get hurt like that because wrist injuries, you need your hands in the game of football. You need your hands to so you can swat the ball down, so you can get tackles, wrap up and all that, or push some people out of your way. And him having a wrist injury was not the way you wanted to see. You'd never want to see players go out like that and go down like that. But just keeping it moving, the Bengals did get a gain of seven yards on that next play. And following that there, they ended up getting a pass interference call on Marcus Peters, which if you watch the game, if you watch the replay, I don't see it. You see him, yes. You, at first, you see him with pass interference. You see him grab the back of the jersey. But he ends up twi- getting his own feet twisted, lets go, and falls way before they even caught that ball. Way before it even gets there. So I don't understand how it's pass interference because he, was already, he already let go way before he even got near that ball to catch it. I, in my opinion, I thought it was a bad call. I don't think they should have called that as pass interference. Yes, he had his hands on him. And at first, if like where he had pass interference and he caught it, then yes, all day, every day. But this was long before he even got close to catching the ball. So I don't see it. It should have been pass interference. But it's whatever because they end up getting the first down off of that. And then the next play, they are forced uh, to a third and six, Baltimore, for their defense forces Joe Burrow to a third and six situation. And like I said, their defense was really killing it, really stepping up in the game last night. Is once they get that, they get a first down, but a defensive flag again, another flag on Marcus Peters. This one was a hands to the face, and this one I can get behind. You saw him get the hand on the face mask and inhibit the ability to get the play done, so that one I will back. That one I will get behind. Unfortunately, as much as it sucks to see these things happen, but it it happens, so that one I can get behind and that I will be all right with, Um, but keeping it moving, Pepe Williams, he gets a great stop 
on the Bengals. He put uh, keeps them from getting some yards. Like he really stepped up last night. Is again, you don't hear his name on defense like how you hear Mark Dobbins, Duvernay on offense. On defense, you're hearing Marcus Peters, Patrick Queen, Calais Campbell. Marlon Humphrey, you're hearing these guys. So hearing some names that you don't particularly hear every so often, it's nice. It's nice to see more players get the recognition they deserve because it, it defense wins championships and just every defensive player counts. Everything matters because when your big name doesn't get it done but the next one steps up, Give him that credit. Give him that recognition. So shout out to Pepe Williams for making a good play here. Then Joe Burrow almost goes down, but is able to get it to Hayden Hurst for a gain of five. The Ravens get a pass interference call on Hamilton, which again can get behind because if you watch the game, if you see the replay, you see him have his hands on him. You see him in the face. You see him inhibiting the ability. So I do somehow support that call. But on the next play, though, Joe Burrow does throw an incomplete pass. And here, here's, this is where things get really dicey. Cincinnati, Joe Burrow, they really, this is where that fancy footwork, that stylish game I talked about in the opening really came in. Joe Burrow takes the snap, hands it off to his guy coming on his right. Then the guy on the right running, hands it off again to his other man. So in total, they hand off. This ball gets tossed back between three different people before it actually gets underway. And the man himself, Marcus Peters, he recognizes the game. He understand he understands don't watch the don't watch the quarterback. Watch the ball. Follow the ball. And he followed that ball from point A to B to C to get the stop for no gain on Cincinnati. This play, it was crazy. This is one of those trick plays you see teams break out every so often. And when he when they broke it out, it just did not it got broken because Marcus Peters he is a great defensive player he definitely was the player the defensive player of the game in my opinion last night because of what he did it, it was it was an absolute beautiful stop on this one here and then the Bengals are on fourth and goal and they get it incomplete Ravens defense again really stepping up really getting these things done making sure that. Th- the Bengals can't go any further, that they don't get these yards, don't get these points. And it's fourth and goal. You know that something bad could happen based on previous weeks. And this is one of those times where they stepped up and kept the ball alive for themselves and were able to keep it from going. So that forced them to a fourth and goal and incomplete, putting the ball back in Baltimore's hands. And once Baltimore had it back in their hands, J.K. Dobbins takes a quick handoff for a gain of four yards. Lamar tries to throw a pass to Mark Andrews, but it is incomplete. Then on the next play, though, he gets a straight dart. And I mean a straight ball to Mark Andrews. Lamar not hands it off, but hammers it like a laser down the field for a gain of 20 yards by Mark Andrews. That one was absolutely great. It literally looked like a laser beam from the release on Lamar Jackson, pew, right into Mark Andrews' hands. No doubt about it. No wobble, no hesitation. It was a straight beam, and it was great. Yeah, again, that is why they are, in my opinion, a dynamic duo, why they know how to play the game and know how to take care of things and get things done. 
After that, Lamar does two quarterback keepers to end the third quarter here. First one gets a gain of seven. Next one, he does get the first down. So that is how you end the third quarter. Still up only by a field goal. Still only up by three points. And this going to the fourth quarter, where things can get dangerous, where things can get bad, where we've seen it go wrong for Baltimore in weeks previous already this season. But once we get into the fourth quarter, Mark Andrews has a beautiful catch past midfield. Lamar, again, hits his man where in the hands where he is, where he needs to be, and it's handled. Business is done. Lamar, once again, two quarterback keepers, only gains three yards on these plays. Now being third and seven, Mark Andrews, he gets the ball, first down. No surprise. And Lamar ja- and then L- Jackson, he d- dumps it straight to Devin Duvernay. For the first down, like they're getting consecutive first downs, getting consecutive yardage in this quarter, trying to get these points, trying to drive it home, trying to drive downfield. Even though it being a low-scoring game, they're trying their best to prevent everything from happening like it did in weeks prior. But keeping it going, Kenyon Drake, again, he gets a yard. He only gets a couple yards, but luckily... Uh, we get a Bengals holding call because this would have flipped it. This would have been a turnover on downs, but the Bengals defense had a holding call on them, which resulted in our first down. And again, you don't want to see your defense uh, mess up like that, like because that's those mistakes that you don't want to see happen. And, but it worked out in Baltimore's favor because it gave us another first down. Lamar... Uh, he he goes to throw the ball in the next play, and it's deflected, and it's almost an INT, but he did save it. So this play here, he throws the ball to his intended receiver, and it's deflected. And as the Bengals man is going to get it, Lamar put the burners on, used his leg strength, and kind of sh- not shoulder-checked or shoved, but he kind of like gave a little nudge to the Bengals guy to throw him off course just a little bit just to keep him from getting that ball and keep him from... Uh, getting another interception. And that's why I said Lamar made up for his previous mistake. He made up for what happened. And it was nice to see him fix that mistake. But keeping it going here, he ends up shaking his sack and gains four yards in the next one. Isaiah Likely gains a yard, only one short yard, but it, it still gets a first down and gets uh some good yards because he hadn't even been really doing much last night either. So it's nice to see Isaiah likely get some recognition. Then on a delay game here, th- this was an interesting call here. On a delay game, Mark Andrews is under center and it's right near the goal line. So the decision is, do you go for it or do you send out the field goal unit? And as I tried to tell my friend, this is where, uh, this is where those decisions are. With it being fourth and inches from the first down, Mark Andrews under center. Mark takes a snap, dies over, gets the first down. Baltimore takes their first time out of the half. Then you strategize. And Lamar, this is what Lamar should, should have done if they decided to do this. Rolls back. He either hits Dobbins, Duvernay, or Mark in the hands, get them out of bounds, get five yards. Then take it himself, get the next five yards, uh, first down then you're first and goal, and you hand it off to DuVernay, send him up probably the right side, get him about three yards, get out of bounds, then with you being closer, second and goal, you 
hike the ball, you fake, you fake a handoff to the left, you hit Mark Andrews in the right side, in the, either the center or the right side of the end zone, touchdown, right there. That is how the play should have went, but they made the decision to send out the field goal unit. And Justin Tucker, again, did his thing, stepped up with only 9 minutes, 42 seconds left, now being a one-scoring game of 16-10. to 10. And Bengals back on their side of the ball, gained seven yards. Then the first down, like Brent Irvin, uh, he deflected the ball for Baltimore. He was able to get that ball stopped and able to keep it, keep the game alive so they couldn't get those yards. Burrow, he throws it incomplete. Uh, but unfortunately, it is a defensive holding call on Baltimore. And Pepe Williams, he unfortunately was the uh, man who ended up having that holding call. And you hate to see that because that's free yards for the offense. And Bengals gained four yards, then the first down again. But Patrick Queen, he gets a great tackle on that next play. He was able to step up, make things work out in their favor, and able to get a great stop. And then again, right before the first down, Marlon Humphrey, the man, the quiet man of last night, was able to get the stop and force the turnover on downs for that because it, it was now third and one and he was able to stop them from getting those yards and getting the first but it's third and one and the Bengals unfortunately didn't convert on that play there they get four yards and get another yard now it's third and five Bengals get the first moving down the field like you want to see and this is where things get dicey because the clock is winding down we're at about five minutes now it's gonna come down to the last few minutes last few seconds of the game make sure things don't get the way they were week two or week four where we're up by x amount of points and then last few minutes of the game everything changes and once again but they are stopped a few inches away from the two minute warning they're stopped from getting the first and it's now the two minute warning and Joe Burrow, he takes it upon himself. He gets the touchdown, ties it up. They get their field goal. Now it's 17-16. Bengals up by one point. Already at the two-minute warning. We have two minutes left in the fourth quarter and in this game to hopefully not see things go down the way we don't want them to. But the touchback, Ravens start at their own 20-yard line. Mark, he gets the ball, trucks over a few guys, and gains, some, gains yards, gains a total of six. Then next play, does the same thing, gets the first down. Lamar Jackson shakes the tackle, gains five yards. Baltimore takes their first timeout of the game. And th this is where things kind of got lucky because we charge our first timeout. The Bengals ended up having 12 men on the field at the same time. So they called that penalty flag and rewarded Baltimore their timeout back. So now Baltimore actually, in actuality, instead of wasting a timeout, got the penalty on the Bengals and were rewarded their timeout back, keeping all three still under two minutes. Then when they come back, Lamar, he takes it himself, gains beautiful yardage. He cut up, he cut up the middle and got great 20-yard gain on this next one here. And the Bengals, they take their timeout. 
Kenyon Drake comes back after that timeout, gains four yards. Bengals take a second timeout. This now charging two timeouts in only two plays, both 30 seconds, but that happens. You're down to behind two minutes. You're only up by one. You want to take as many timeouts as possible, give your defense that time to recover so that way they can keep on this energy and keep them from trying to get the yards. But then Lamar Jackson, he comes back. He gains four yards. Bengals use their last timeout. You're in the last minute of the game, uh, last minute and 10 seconds of the game. You come back. Lamar, he takes it upon himself, gets the first down. Uh, he, yeah, gets the first down. And that's what you want to do. You want to see them get the first down. They're running down the clock. Three seconds left. They're like, Justin Tucker, come. Work your magic. Justin Tucker works his magic with only three seconds left. Gets the field goal. Ends the game. Stellar, beautiful, as it is, as it happens. Justin Tucker does what he does. And this was definitely great play calling by John Harbaugh and the Baltimore Ravens. Because we saw this happen last week. You have three seconds left. Push the envelope. Push the numbers. Don't chart. They did force the Bengals to do what we did last week. Charge all your timeouts within the last minute of the game to try and get this stop because you're only up by one. And Baltimore played it smart. They didn't use their timeouts. They ran the ball, kept hammering it, kept trying to put the nail, the last nail in the coffin, and ended up getting to where they needed to be, getting in range. And Justin Tucker did what he does and put it to a 19-17 game to end it, the Week Five contest. And honestly, my overall thoughts on this game. Beautiful. Baltimore's defense was unmatched this week. Their hands, they were hands down the best defense I had seen all day yesterday because of how well they were able to run, uh, stop the running game, stop the passing game, keep things from going down a rabbit hole like they had been. Like in week two, fourth quarter comes, get smoked out. Last week, Fourth quarter comes, don't get smoked out, but keep it can't keep the ball from going the uh, downfield and kept giving up yards. Did they get a lot of penalties in the third quarter? Yes. Were they bad penalties? Yes. Did it end up eventually giving Cincinnati the one touchdown? Yes. But their offense was able to get the ball back, able to get things done, and it was absolutely amazing. And this one here, this game was definitely well fought and definitely well earned. And I definitely have to say hats off to Marcus Peters. He definitely earned defensive MVP this past week and week five. But with all that being said, next week on Sunday at 1 o'clock, Baltimore will be back on the road taking on the New York Giants at MetLife Stadium. Thank you for listening. I've been Anthony Probst here on Baltimore Talk. Goodbye.